Welcome to the Sincerely Satisfied Podcast. I am your host, Life Coach Jamie Wilkins. I help female entrepreneurs increase their connection to themselves and increase their gratitude to help them get the results they dream of. Today, my guest is Jasmine Bradshaw. Jasmine is a researcher, educator, and podcaster who truly believes that creating a more loving, inclusive, and just society starts within the sacred walls of our own homes. Her podcast, First Name Basis, exists to give parents the tools they need to teach their children about race, religion, and culture. She hopes her community makes parents feel empowered and gives them the confidence they need to create lasting change in their sphere of influence. I have so enjoyed Jasmine's Instagram and her podcast, and it has given me more confidence to talk to my children about race. My children are very young, but in her podcast, she talks about how important it is to start young and to start somewhere. And she gives very doable action items to talk with your children about race. And so we are continuing um, on my topic of activism. We're going to talk about how other entrepreneurs can be activists and then also support activism. So I hope you enjoy our interview. Jasmine is wonderful. We chatted for a long time afterwards and it was so much fun. So I hope you enjoy this interview. Welcome Jasmine to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. I'm excited to speak with you as well. Um, so tell us a little bit about your business, like why you decided to start First Name Basis, what your goal is, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So we started First Name Basis because I was noticing that, well, let me start with what First Name Basis is. Okay. First Name Basis is um, a podcast, but also a community of parents who are committed to teaching their children about race, religion, and culture. So we want to give parents those tools that they need to feel confident in talking about these topics. And what we were noticing is that it's kind of taboo, especially talking about race is something that a lot of parents tend to avoid. And I just felt like, wait a minute, isn't this one of those things that's really important that we as parents teach our children? Because if we don't teach them, society is going to teach them. And obviously what society has to teach them is not really positive when it comes to race, especially. And so I really wanted to give people like tools so that they can just feel confident in having these tough conversations with their kids and almost transform them into just normal conversations and not even think of them as anxiety provoking or tough or something that you have to sit down your kids to do. Like I want them to be part of people's everyday lives. So that's kind of what we were hoping to do with first name basis, especially in our neighborhood. Cause we live in a really homogeneous area of Mesa and we are one of the only families of color in our church congregation. And so I was just thinking about my own children and how I want the people who are teaching her and the people who she's around to feel comfortable in that space too, so that I'm not her only teacher when it comes to talking about race, religion, or culture. Awesome. I think you have a great mission and you're a great person to talk to about activism. So what is your approach to activism as a business owner yourself? Yeah, my activism is really based in research and education. I feel like activism can take so many forms, but for me, it's so important that I understand the research behind what's going on. I feel like there are so many connections that we can make based on studies and policies that have been in place for a long time that we just don't know about. So if we're able to get that into our hearts and into our minds and into the hearts and minds of the people that we're talking to, I think we could make real change. It's just a matter of knowing about it because there are so many 
the biggest, the biggest thing that people tell me when they come to first name basis is I'm so grateful because before I felt really ignorant in these topics and I just didn't know where to start. So we hope that we can be that starting place so that people can feel confident to go out in their community and really start to make change. Yeah, that's so your episode, I listened to you on three and 30. And then I listened to your own episode on your podcast about talking to your kids about race. And, and it made me feel more empowered to have those first conversations. I mean, it's going to continue. I have young kids right now. Well, and the good thing about first name basis is that you have a lot of podcasts about how to talk to your kids about a variety of topics about race. So um, I can just keep listening. Oh yeah, that's the hope. And that is really like music to my ears. When you say you feel empowered, that's our number one goal is for people to feel confident and empowered in, you know, tackling these taboo topics. So how can female business owners fight systemic racism? Just a tiny little question for you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I know it's a big question, but it really is something that I feel like as women, we are prepared to tackle, especially because we know how hard it is to break into industries sometimes, right? There, we, you know, as a black woman, I deal with racism, but as women in general, we deal with sexism often. And so I just would encourage people to sit down and reflect, okay, what are the doors that I wish had been opened for me, or maybe the doors that someone else helped open for me? And how can I hold those doors open for, you know, women of color as well. And really sit down and think about what is your mission as a business owner and how can inclusion help you reach that mission? Because what the research says is that when we are more inclusive, it it actually is really helpful for our bottom line. So I think that when business owners, female business owners especially, can sit down and think, what are the the opportunities that I've had that I wish other people could have as well? And how can I facilitate that for them? And then what does it look like in my business to really be inclusive? And how can it help me do what I do better? That's awesome. I think that, and that it still puts it back on us female business owners to figure it out for ourselves. Um, and it also makes me think of in the beginning of White Fragility, um, when the author talks about how with women's suffrage, you know where I'm going with this, (laughs) with women's suffrage, women could not give themselves the right to vote. The men had to do that. And it's the same with, um, with the people who are in power right now, which is white people have more power in Mm -hmm. our society. And so we need to figure out ways to help empower people of color. What can female entrepreneurs do to more effectively support other entrepreneurs of color? I would say the best place to start is by building relationships with people. It's okay to be intentional about it. I've had a lot of people ask me, I feel weird about like seeking out black women and specifically, I feel weird about typing in that I need want to have a black graphic designer, but I want you to think about how how we often find people. A lot of times, if you're looking for somebody in your business or even in your home, right, you go to the people that you know and you say, hey, do you have a painter that you like or do you have an electrician that you love that I could use too? And because our communities are so insular, that's why we don't see that inclusion happening. So when you are intentionally building these relationships with um, people of color who are creatives and 
web designers and virtual assistants and all of those things, then when you need something, you can have a greater portfolio of people to pick from. But also when people start asking you, you can say, oh, I know this great graphic designer. And it doesn't necessarily always have to be a person of color, but when you are able to expand your relationships, especially social media makes it so easy these days, right? Like just use the algorithm to your advantage. Type in hashtag black VA. If you're looking for a virtual assistant, that's what I did. And that's how I found who I use. So it's okay to be intentional. It's not racist to look specifically for people who are, you know, Latina or people who are black. That's totally understandable. And also remember that you're not going to jive with everybody. So if you start following some accounts or you find some people and you're like, you know, this just isn't a good fit. That's okay too. As long as you are being intentional about expanding those horizons, I think that that's the biggest thing that we can do. Yeah. I used to work for a company and in their job listings, they would say minorities and LGBTQ plus encouraged to apply. And I feel like that was, that was so encouraging for them, for other populations to apply to these jobs and know that they were wanted and welcome. And um, so I was a social worker before I was a mom and this was a social work job. And I felt like it was so important to have other people other than me to have Latinas and to have, um, I'm thinking specifically of the people that I worked with Mm -hmm. um, and to have black men working there and to have Mm. um, just different populations other than what they would normally see, I think, uh, in these types of roles is usually um, a lot of my coworkers were white women. And so to have other populations represented, I think, was really important. Yeah, especially in a field like social work, where a lot of the community that you're serving is communities of color, having people in the room, right? If you're looking around and you're thinking, okay, wait a minute, who's missing? You need those voices in the room because they're the ones who are going to know those communities the best. So I think that's amazing. When people put it out there, yes, we, we want people of color to apply it really makes me feel like, okay, I have a fighting chance here, you know, because we know the statistics about callbacks when it comes to sending your resume and then things like that. And it can get kind of discouraging. So that's really cool. Yeah. So authenticity and gratitude are two guiding principles that I use in my work. And how do you use authenticity and gratitude in your work? I feel like my work naturally lends itself to authenticity because I am talking about race and I'm a black woman. I, a lot of what I share is personal experience coupled with research that kind of supports what I have gone through. And that was the biggest thing for me is when I became an adult and started doing this research and realizing that I wasn't the only one. When I read White Fragility, I felt so seen. It was the first time that I was like, somebody put a word to what I've, what I've felt my whole life, you know? And so authenticity is so key to what I'm doing because if I'm able to show, you know, this is what the research is, but this is how I've experienced it in my life, I think that people can really connect with that. But I am trying to balance authenticity with professionalism because what I do is very emotional and emotionally charged for a lot of people. So I obviously I want to put my full self out there, but I also want to understand that you know, not everybody's going to be able to hold these big emotions and, and that's okay for me to 
to be selective about who I share that with. And it doesn't have to always be with everyone on the internet. (laughs) Um, But in terms of gratitude, I feel like because anti-racism work is lifelong, gratitude is such a important component of it because it's kind of the buoy that keeps you up. And for me, I feel a lot of gratitude when I can see growth, whether it be in myself or in the people in our first name basis community, just recognizing growth, any kind of growth, because it's such a journey. So from the person who is at the very beginning and just figuring out what racism even is, the people who are you know, strong activists in their communities and using their voices. It's so amazing to see people make that growth after listening to the podcast and feel like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that my voice and what I've shared has had a hand in that. So gratitude and growth, I feel like go hand in hand for me. Awesome. So what's one message you'd like to leave with my listeners? I just want people to remember that Anti-racism is this lifelong journey and you are your child's first teacher. So if you can start with yourself and really try to build your understanding and your education, it's okay to take that time for yourself to figure out what you want to do and what you need to do in this space and then pass it on to your kids. It's just one of those things that you're going to be doing forever. And so I hope that you can find a support system too when when you're struggling, when you have questions and when you're trying to figure it all out. Well, you offer a support system with your podcast and also with your Patreon. Um, you have a great opportunity for people to come and do Q and A's there and get the support that they're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. I love interacting with people on Patreon. So if that's something that is interesting to you, definitely join us over on Patreon at First Name Basis. It's so much fun to connect with other parents who are committed to this journey because it is a lot of work and it can be a little bit treacherous sometimes. Your kid comes to you with the question that you don't know the answer to and you're a little bit overwhelmed. It's so nice to have a place where you can ask that question. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jasmine, for being on the podcast. I've really enjoyed it. Yes, me too. Thank you. Okay. I really loved getting to know Jasmine. We had such a good time talking. We talked before the interview, during the interview. Yeah, I had to cut some out of our just conversation and then for a long time after the interview. And it was great to get to know her and get her perspective on things. And she was so gracious and it was just a real treat to talk with her. And she gave us so many good takeaways today of actionable items that we can do to help fight systemic racism. Her podcast has tons of resources for talking with your kids about anti-racism, as well as recognizing those policies and systems that are in place. So head over to First Name Basis to listen to more you're going to want to. I know it. She's also on Instagram at First Name Basis. For full show notes, head over to my website, SincerelySatisfied.com. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Sincerely Satisfied or email me at jamie at sincerelysatisfied.com. Be grateful, stay authentic.